Welcome to the Healing Begins Podcast channel. My name is Pastor Gail Kroc. I'm the Executive Director of Spiritual Care Consultants. And today I have Karen with me. Hi. And I have Sarah. Hi. And they are going to help me with this podcast. This is called the Ministry of the Holy Spirit versus the Counterfeit Spirit Part 3. So this is going to be exciting. So today... We're going to tell stories. I'm going to tell a story. They might have a story to tell. But they're here, and they're here to pray for me as I uh, do this podcast. You know, I'm having you listen to the, this series because coming up, we're going to have Holy Spirit Session 1 and Holy Spirit Session 2 by um, Don Schmidt. And you, I want you to be prepared about how the Spirit moves. So when we get into those podcasts, you're like, oh... That's what Gail was talking about when he was on his channel. So today when I was uh, preparing for this session, I came across Ephesians 5.18. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery, but instead be filled with the Holy Spirit. Did you take time today get filled with the Holy Spirit? Did you take time alone with Jesus this morning? Boy, that's a good thing to do. Then Romans 8.14 for those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. Now, we are supposed to be led by the Spirit of God. And I want to tell you stories today because, first of all, I want you to know that Jesus is real. Secondly, I want you to know that the Holy Spirit's power is real and is available today. It's not just something you read in the book of Acts, and it's not no more. It still goes on today, and I want to get the Lord to get all the glory. And so when I'm talking about this, sometimes when you're led by the Holy Spirit, He will lead you to do something, but it won't make sense in the natural. With your natural mind, you'll say, no, I don't think I want to do that. But the Holy Spirit will be prompting you to do that. You see, I grew up in Diamond Springs, Michigan, in the middle of the corn. No, I'm not a child of the corn. That's my joke for today. I get one joke for the day. I grew up on a farm, and I was surrounded by cornfields. I kind of figure myself as a very unexpected person that God would call to serve him. But God called me and then he equipped me and he filled me with his Holy Spirit. I want you to know I grew up in the Wesleyan church. I did not grow up in a charismatic church or a Pentecostal church. I grew up in a holiness Wesleyan church, Bible believing, fundamental, but we really never saw the power of God demonstrated all that much. Although in my childhood, I want to tell you a story. When I was a young boy, all the churches would get together to pray. It was called Union Prayer Meeting. And the old timers would just walk the aisle and shout hallelujah and pray. And I got to say, what I experienced when I was a boy in Union Prayer Meeting was a bit more Pentecostal than Pentecostals are today. And, and, the, and it seemed like in my earlier days, the power of the Holy Spirit was so alive in the Wesleyan Church, so on fire. I'm not saying it's not on fire today, but I'm saying it was different when I was younger. And I was like, boy, if I could only pray like those old timers, they would get on their knees or they would be standing by their pew and they would be praying and the Holy Spirit would be moving. And I, it just stamped something on my heart. And so um, I want you to know that God wants you to have your own God stories. But I have taken the time to pray and ask the Lord to share some stories with you uh, that have been out of my own life personally. First of all, first story is how the podcast channel began. 
One day I was walking in the basement of Family Tree. Family Tree is a medical doctor's office. And I looked at all the CDs and teachings we've done in the past. And the Lord said to me, what good are they there? And I said, they're doing no good there. He said, I want you to start a podcast channel. I said, a podcast channel? I don't even know how to do that. I've never listened to one in my entire life. So I called uh, Scott Eikenberry, my web designer, and we got together. And we started this podcast channel. And we uploaded all those teachings. And now we're doing a new podcast every day. It was listening to the Lord, obeying the promptings. And now we're, we have gone to 15 different countries, over 164 cities. And people are tuning in. They're being touched. They're listening. And we are so grateful for God for that. So... I want to tell you about the story of the two grape juices is what I call this story. I was driving home from Holland one night in the driving rain about 11 p.m. at night. By the way, I need to put a disclaimer on this story. I don't advise anyone to do what I'm about to tell you that I did. Okay, so there's a little disclaimer because there's the element of danger in this story. So it's 11 o'clock at night. The rain is pouring down on my little blue Camaro as I'm cruising back from Holland from a meeting. And I hear the Holy Spirit say, stop in the truck stop and pick up two orange juices. I said, I don't want an orange juice. Why would I do that? He said, stop, pick up two orange juices. So I bought two orange juices, put, it, put them in the seat of my car right in the middle, and I'm cruising down the road more toward Hamilton, and I get to the over ice will turn off which probably means nothing to you but it's out in the middle of nowhere 11 o'clock at night pouring rain and my headlights come upon a couple walking in the rain and he is holding her up it looks like she's drunk and I hear the Lord say pick them up I go no and the Lord said pick them up and I go no and I went by them and the Lord said pick them up so I said all right so I turned my car around the Camaro around and I come up next to them. I said, would you guys like a ride? They go, yeah, who are you? I said, oh, my name is Gail, and where do you live? And they told me where they live, and I said, I said, and they got in the back seat of the car, they're drenched, water all over my nice seats. I mean, they are wet. I said, what is wrong with your friend there? He goes, well, she's having a hypoglycemic attack, and she's low on blood sugar. I said, oh, the Lord just had me stop and get you two uh, grape juices. They go, what? I go, yeah, here they are for you guys. And they go, are you an angel? I go, no, I am not an angel. Angels do not drive Camaros. So all the way home, they were asking me if I was an angel, and I drove them all the way to their house, about 10 miles out of the way, dropped them off, and they just shook their head as I drove away in my car, never told them who I was, didn't leave a business card, but they were like, I can't believe it. That day, I listened to the Holy Spirit. Now, in my life, I've only done that once. I want you to know that it's only been a one-time occurrence. And then I, I didn't plan to talk about this, but I'm going to throw this story in too. When I was on the mission field in Honduras and I'm walking downtown La Ceiba with my spiritual care team, there's always these guys with guns that are guarding these doors and they never have a smile on their face. And the Holy Spirit said, I want you to go pray for that guy. And I go, what? He goes, I want you to go pray for that guy. So I said to my interpreter, I want to go pray for that guy over there that's holding a gun guarding the store. So, you know, we walked over there and she introduces and he let me pray for him. He let and he told me what his prayer needs were and we prayed for him. Then we went to another guy with a gun that I felt led to go to it. He allowed us to pray for him. And I said to the girls, I said, is this normal? 
And they go, no, no, this is not normal that you can do this. And I said, well, what, what, what's, what's going on? And they said, well, they see what we see. And I said, what do you see? Well, we see the light that shines from your face that makes people want to talk to you. So you talk about the story of Acts in the book of Acts, right? How about the stories of today, what Jesus is doing today, what the Holy Spirit is doing today? Now I'm going to tell you about another story. I'm going to put another disclaimer on because I've only done it once in my life. There was a young man in my first church that got hit with a garbage truck. He was laying in intensive care in a hospital in Battle Creek, Michigan. He was unconscious. He had not woke up, and um, he was not on a ventilator. He was breathing okay. He just wasn't awake. And the Lord told me that if I would go to his room, pray in tongues, command him to wake up, that he would wake up. Now, that's risky. He's either going to wake up or he's not going to wake up. So I called his mom up and I said, I really feel the Lord wants me to go to your son's room, pray in a language maybe you won't understand. She goes, you mean tongues? I go, yes. And then command your son to wake up. Are you okay with that? She goes, yeah, I'm okay with that. Let's go. So we ran up to the intensive care. That, By the way, you got to get the scene. The nurse is there doing dialysis. He has been unconscious for quite a while. So I said, okay, now we're going to pray in the spirit. And then when I feel led, we're going to command him to wake up in the name of Jesus. And, and uh, we were both praying in tongues for a while. And then I said, Jim, in Jesus' name, wake up. Boom. His eyes snapped open. He looked at me and the nurse, you should have saw the nurse. She flat out ran out of the room, freaked her right out. The young man held his hand to me. And he, he, I asked, do you know Jesus? And he said, no. And he, he accepted Christ into his heart. And he went back out. And I said, God, you're not going to keep him awake? He didn't fully wake up until the next day. I thought, man, that is amazing. Holy Spirit. I've only done that once in my life. And i got to be honest with you. I've really got to know if I'm going to step out like that. I, I just need the God plan and how to do that. Because what if he didn't wake up? Sometimes you're out there on the limb with Jesus. But I want to say this. If you are not willing to take any risks, you'll never... Uh, experience the amazing God stories because sometimes you're going to miss it. Sometimes you're going to step out and it's not going to come out the way you think it should, but it doesn't mean it was wrong. So, you know, people love it that you care about them, that you want to help their loved one. And so I want to tell you what I would call the Lisa story, which is not the real name of the person. This person had kind of overdosed on drugs and they took a combination of drugs that caused their heart their brain stem to shut down at night so they couldn't breathe and and they would have to be on the ventilator so god spoke to me and said if you will go in and lay your hand in the center of her head while she's in intensive care every day i will heal her because the type of the drug she took she was not supposed to recover and at the very least be brain dead and so i told her husband well this is what i feel the lord wants me to do and he goes well well, I'm going with you, he said. So every day we went to the intensive care. I would lay my hands on her head, anoint her, pray. I mean, I could just feel my ears lighting up, man. Heat. And he told me later that every time I did that, every time I would lay my hands on her head, that the, all, the, all the monitors would go to normal for the next five hours. And so she was on the ventilator. She would be looking at me. And this went on for about five days until finally they got the tube out of her mouth and she said to me wow I want you to know what was going on when you were praying for me I said what do you mean she goes 
you came into my room and there was an angel behind me, behind you, on the other side of the bed too. There's another angel, an angel by the door, but the angel behind you had a rainbow crown on. And every time you would pray for me, that angel would put his hand on your back and the power from that angel would go into you and come into my head. And, and, and God, this happened every time the same angels came with me. And she totally recovered, totally recovered from that experience. You know, I could have said, Holy Spirit, I'm not doing that. I am not doing that, okay? But, you know, sometimes when, when God speaks to us, uh, we just got to obey because you never know what you're gonna, what's going to happen or you never know what you're going to see when you're walking with Jesus. Now I want to tell you a story about my own father. This actually happened to me personally. He was in a hospital, and I'm not going to say which one, and they did a medical procedure on his spine and accidentally introduced MRSA staph infection to his spine and later had him uh, transferred to a great big hospital in Grand Rapids called Spectrum. So dad is in terrible pain. He's he's screaming. He's on the highest level of Dilaudid you can get. He's he's totally out of his head. He's He thinks he's working on the farm. He's not making any sense. And so when I arrived, the doctor came out of the room and said to my mom and my brother and sister, do you want us just to keep him comfortable? So in other words, in lay terms, do you want us just to let him die? And at that moment, the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart and said, this is not his time to die. So I said to the surgeon, I said, no, I want you to treat him. What can you do for spinal pain? He goes, well, I can give him a cocktail of antibiotics, but it really ain't going to do no good. I said, you do what you do. I'm going to do what I do. And my brother looked at me and my sister looked at me and said, okay. I said, come with me. We're going to anoint dad with oil and we're going to pray for him and believe for healing. So I walked into the room and I don't even remember doing this. My brother said, I grabbed my dad and I shook him. Now you don't shake somebody that's in pain. That literally doesn't make sense. I shook him and I said, Dad, this is not your time to die. I'm going to anoint you with oil. I'm going to pray that the angels will come visit you. And we're going to believe for you to be healed. So I anointed him with oil and I prayed. And there was no visible change. And I left the room. That was about 11 at night. And my brothers told me at 4 a.m. He looked at my, my brother and said, I can see what you can't. And my brother goes, well, what are you talking about, Dad? He said, there's angels walking up to my bed. And at that moment, all his pain left his body. And MRSA, by the next morning, was miraculously almost all gone out of his body, completely gone. But I had to be willing to listen to the Holy Spirit. I had to be willing to get out there and take a risk with Jesus that he could come through, that I was really listening and hearing his voice. The Holy Spirit... And his ministry is so precious. I remember when I was in a Mennonite church in Indiana called Communion Mennonite, a charismatic Mennonite. This is where I first encountered the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. This church was on fire for Jesus, and the Holy Ghost was moving. People were speaking in tongues. People were praying, and I was taught that was all wrong. And so, it, by the way, it took me a while to adjust to the power of the Holy Spirit, because I had not seen that demonstrated growing up. And I got to say this. It's time that our kids see the demonstration of the Holy Spirit. So that they don't go to the darkness and be influenced by the darkness. And so when I was in that Mennonite church, somebody started singing in tongues. And then somebody sang the same tune in English. And 
just experienced the Holy Spirit in a very beautiful way. And I'm like, man, Lord, I love this. And then that translated to Pastor Wayne Benson, which you've heard me talk about, and being at First Assembly of God and listening to him deliver the word and listening to him tell stories about being in Egypt and praying for the sick and goiters falling off their body onto the ground. Now, right now I realize <laughs> I just might be outside of somebody's box. And then I remember being in Honduras and by the way, when we pray for the sick people there, hundreds of people line up. And we all give them, we give them small, square pieces of cloth. And they put it on their, on their body, wherever they're sick. And we'll have women with us and we'll go by. And by the way, this is about all the prayer you get in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. That's it. That's all the prayer you get. Because we're, it's not us healing anyone. It's the Lord. And they're taught to put the demand on the Holy Spirit. And I remember going through praying for people and cancers being healed. All this stuff is being healed. I remember praying for a lady in Honduras who could not eat oh, and she could not swallow. I didn't know that. And we were praying over her and all of a sudden she starts jumping up and down. She's saying something in Spanish, which I can't understand. And I said, what is she saying? She's saying, I can swallow. I can swallow. And that lady sat down with us and had lunch with us amazing just like straight out of the book of acts you know i mean being surprised by god i love it when the holy spirit shows up now i got another story about my dad he lived another seven years this story is about his deathbed my dad was down to two beats a minute two breaths a minute he was cold and he was stiff and i decided we all had the great faith i was just going to lay hands on him and pray and usher him into heaven that's what i was going to do so and my daughter, my, 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 uh, not my daughter, but my sister, thought that was a great idea, and so did my brother. So I laid hands on my dad. I said, Jesus, take him to heaven. Just be with him, Holy Spirit. And my, I said, amen, and my sister kissed him, and all of a sudden, bam, dad is back. Heartbeat is 70. I mean, dad's eyes are open, and my sister yells, Daddy! And oh my gosh, it made all of us melt. And for the next two days, my dad was back. We sang songs of praise. We prayed with him. We just sang around. And, and, and he just looked at me. I think I'm going to be in trouble when I get to heaven. He's like, boy, you pulled me out of heaven. You're going to be in trouble when you get there. But anyways, dad was back. And then I had experiences with my grandma. When I was running for God, she would pray for me all night. She had a Bible and a rocking chair, and she knew how to use it. And in the morning, I'd come home, and she would tell me everything I had done the day before. I mean, come on. The Holy Spirit was speaking to grandma. So... I don't know where you're at with the Holy Spirit, but I sure hope you guys you guys pray, say, Lord, give me a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit. Give me something fresh from heaven. I, I hope I have made you hungry today for more of God. So I would just like to say thank you for joining. I pray that you would have a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit today. I pray that God would encourage you. I pray that these stories will help you launch deeper in your faith, will help draw you closer to Christ, and just inspire you to read the book of Acts and read 2 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14 and investigate the Holy Spirit if you've never done that because He desires to have a dynamic relationship with you. Let me pray for you. Dear Lord, I thank you for everybody under the sound of my voice today. I pray, God, that you would just give them a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit today. I pray that they would feel your presence anew and afresh. And I pray that they would know that you are real, 
You are alive and you desire to use them, Lord. Give them God's stories, Lord, and God experiences. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to thank you for joining me today. I want to say if you haven't, feel free to contact me and email me and let me know how this channel is helping you. My name is Gail. My email is gale, G-A-L-E, at spiritualcareconsultants.com. I invite you to our website, spiritualcareconsultants.com, and to our video site, which is S is in Sam, C is in Cat, C is in Cat, healingbegins.com. Until the next one, until and remember, you got to listen to the next, the next part of this series, which will be the last part, which will be about the counterfeit. And we might tell a couple more stories too. So make sure you share this series and this channel with your friends. God bless you.